The Toby Gribbon Show. Highlights. Anthony Casuccio is a seasoned music veteran who's returning with a fresh sonic journey in Systematic, a five-track EP that showcases his evolved sound, blending captivating EDM-inspired pop melodies with his signature guitar prowess. And Anthony is with us here. How are you today? I'm doing great. I'm happy to be here. So your new release is, of course, called Systematic. So what was the inspiration behind this musical journey and how does it differ from your previous stuff so i'm gonna i'm gonna switch this around so it's this song and this i'm sorry this release this ep is is kind of the next step in my evolution of the sound for my last um release so it's definitely like you mentioned it's it has the edm sound it has some of the rock and some of the pop and some of the guitar um i just kind of dove this time i think more in the pop field the beats um are not as heavy as my last last release emotional lockdown and um that was done you know during covid this this release was more inspired by life events um you know having some fun with some technology and wanting to really focus on my ability to try to sing yeah and come up with some very catchy melodic hooks and um kind of uh, integrate those with some cool EDM style backing tracks that I created and then playing live. A lot of the stuff that I've done on here is live. My yeah. voice, my guitar playing and everything, it's done in very few takes. It's its raw. And although I, I want to polish sound, I didn't want to remove um, that humanistic ability and over computerize and, and take the sounds and just kind of wash them out. I wanted it to have some real emotion to it. So how did you incorporate the catchy melodies and EDM style pop? influences while still showcasing your love for the guitar well, you know I, I think I when I was composing the songs and then c- creating the rhythms I left space to put some guitar tracks in and some of them you might hear some acoustic in the yeah. background and some some strumming but I also you know made sure that there was some sort of guitar solo in every song. And you don't hear guitar solos that much in pop music anymore. No. You know, you know, there's not a lot of pop guitar out there on the market. I think that's why this is resonating with a lot of people. If you're in the really heavy music, sure, there's guitar. But if you're in the pop music, there's none. So I'm trying yeah. to I'm trying to walk that fine line of um, catchy hooks, pop music, but also putting in some really well-regarded and well-thought-out guitar solos that are going to catch the eye and ear of, um, you know, people who are looking for that. Yeah. So I just left space and, and incorporated that and made sure that it didn't sound forced. That's kind of my whole premise in this. It's, it's just got to feel good. It's got to work. If yeah. it doesn't, I didn't use it, but it did on every song. So I'm, I'm happy about that. How do you manage to make it not sound forced? You know, that's a great question. <laughs> you know, I, I think, you know, it just has to feel right to me. It just has to yeah. flow. So if I'm playing the part, it's got to come out and it's got to feel right. If I have to do a lot of work, to make it sound good, correct it, fix notes or fix rhythms, then it's just not right. Yeah. And I'm just like, okay, I'm done with that. I'm, I'm moving on. Um, let me try it again. And if I do more than a few takes and it doesn't work, I, I just leave it and go on to something else. I'm not going to force it. I want this organic feeling to be injected into the songs. And that's what I do with my vocals as well. It's got to work or I just move on and, and try something else. Now, the first single from Systematic is the love positive track titled Lighthouse. So what's the 
story or message behind that track? It's a mixed message, to be honest with you. Um, it is. I say it's a love song because, sure, I've, I've pulled from some stuff from my life and put it in there, but it might not necessarily be one person. It might be my love for life or my, you know, certain things in life that have given me some guidance. So it might be people in my life who have given me guidance who are not necessarily love interests, but who are influential on my life and helping me keep moving forward. And that's kind of what it's like. We need, we all need to have people in our life. We're going to be a beacon. We're going to have our best interests at, at heart. We're going to be there to help us work through some troubling times. We all have troubling times in our life. Who are the people that you can rely on who are going to help you move forward? Who are going to be that beacon? Who are going to be that lighthouse and help you weather that storm and move on to safety? Or as I like to say, who are going to help you move on to a happier place? And that's what the song is about. And we all have struggles in our lives, particularly if you're in the music industry, I suppose. So how has your own approach or perspective of the industry evolved over time? Well, you know, it's interesting that the music industry is changing on a daily basis. I mean, we went from, you know, analog to digital. Then we went to all of a sudden downloads and MP3s. And then the downloads are gone. CDs are gone. Now it's all streaming. Now we have TikTok. We've got social media. So for me, I've really tried to maintain um, the knowledge of what's happening. You know, besides being an engineer and a producer and an artist, I also teach. So it behooves me to be up on what's going on. So I stay up with that. And the one thing that hasn't changed is hard work. You have to put out a really good product. You have to reach out to people. You have to promote yourself. You have to use general marketing, you know, approaches that work in a, in a modern digital world with social media. But you still have to let people know you're there. You're a needle in a haystack. So for me, it's it's posting. It's using social media. It's writing a press release. It's reaching out to people and being social, like one-on-one, actually sending someone an email or trying to phone call them, not sending out a bulk email, trying to build relationships. And I think over the past, you know, maybe... 10 years of me releasing music, I've really built up a network of contacts who know when I reach out to them and send them things, they know it's a good product. They know it's going to be a good song. Yeah. I think that's helped. But I'm using traditional means of doing that. You know, no bulk emails, no just posting it. It's building relationships. And that's really what I think is important in this day and age when everybody's hiding behind the phone or behind an avatar and hiding behind their anonymous social media posts. Yeah. Being real really makes a difference. Do you have to work even harder? these days because you mentioned TikTok and that's something that is short form isn't it so people that use that probably anyway tend to have shorter attention spans you need to grab people's attention within a second otherwise you've lost them forever yes well that that's a really interesting point here because a your your content has to have a visual aspect to it now so you have to have some sort of visual aspect when you're writing songs you have to make sure you get them in the first 30 seconds because if they if they skip it guess what you don't get the play you don't get the stream so you have to do things to get their attention um Um, That does definitely affect songwriting. But then social media, you have to create ongoing amount of content. You have to create a lot of content to post. And that's where I I don't have a team doing it. So I fall short sometimes on creating content. Um, You know, so they say, take your music video, cut it up into 20 segments. Every day post that. And that's 20 days worth of content. 
Yeah. But it gets repetitive and redundant. But that's also part of the, the, the trick, I guess. Re- you know, people hearing stuff repeated is what gets them to think about it and, and burn it in their brain. But, yeah. you know, it, it's that's what it is. It's short, short, sweet to the point and, and often. Because it'll grow on them. Even if they yes. didn't think much of it the first time, they might start to like it. Yes, absolutely. So that's the trick. Yeah. Kind of like a commercial, you know, you got to treat it like a commercial. And hey, listen, I, lot of, I know a lot of artists. This is my blood. This is my sweat. I'm not treating it like like a commercial well you got to it's a business it's music yeah. music business you know there's that business aspect you have to treat it as such yeah and you mentioned earlier that you don't tend to hear guitar solos as much in music anymore but of course you're still doing it so do you think there's still an appeal for them absolutely so it's interesting my my songs have seen to resonate in the uk and in europe and overseas versus the united states because i found that the guitar overseas is still somewhat relevant yeah where here you know unless it's country music there's no guitar and pop but there are people who want that a lot of people who are listening to pop music are sliding over towards country because they're missing the guitar but they don't necessarily like the country music so for me um i found that the guitar is is turning some people on and it's helping me grow my fan base of all ages even some older people who might not really be interested in the pop slash edm sound i have but they love good melodies they love good singing and they love the guitar so it seems to help so um i mean there's a there's a swell now of this kind of punk music that's coming up with like wet leg and um you know the beaches and and boy genius but it's more pop new age type of guitar throwback to the 80s so i think that's helping me too because uh you know people are still seeing some of the guitar but you know what's old again is new again right so (laughs) i'm kind of playing on that and, and using that to my advantage well your music has done quite well in the uk actually with multiple songs breaking into the top 20 on UK independent charts. So how does that make you feel? Makes me feel great. You know why? <laughs> I it's it makes me feel that what I've created is turning people on. And that's what it's all about. I just want people to like my music. I'm not here to be famous or anything else. Yeah. I mean, I'll take I'll take a million bucks, but yeah. no, <laughs> the reality is I just uh, it's a great feeling. It makes me feel good knowing that people are listening to my music by choice. They're choice and they like it. So, you know, we were talking about the music industry. One of the things I do is I look at data quite a bit and I look at the, you know, um, what's going on with data and and listening and streaming and where. And it's just such a thrill to be like, oh, my gosh, 250 people listen to one of my songs today. Yeah. I would never imagine ever think about that. So that's a good feeling. And the fact that it's all over the place, it's not just um, in my hometown. It's, it's primarily everywhere else but my hometown. You know, so yeah. that makes me feel really good. And what do you think about the money? because people are complaining about this all the time, musicians, where you could have huge numbers of people listening to your music but get seven pence from it if you're lucky. Do you think that it's something that needs to be improved? You know what? I'm not sure about that. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're not making a lot of money off of streaming, okay? So, but how do, you, how do you charge someone to listen to your song once and they don't own it, it's not downloaded? Yeah. So I, I think the model, I think there's room for improvement. There's definitely room for improvement improvement where I think artists can make a little bit more money. I definitely agree with that. Um, but it's, it's a hard, it's not like someone's buying a CD or downloading a track. 
They're just listening to it and then it's gone. So I, I think that we could in, improve that a little bit mon monetarily, but the money is really in touring and selling merchandise and connecting with fans and, um, and you know, selling your t-shirts and stuff on the road and in, in shows that also builds your fan base, you know? Um, and for established artists, they're getting sponsorship deals. That's where there's money as well. So there's money out there. It's just going and finding it and, and establishing the right relationships to build that, that credibility and, and, and get those dollars. And how do you see the music industry evolving in the coming years? It's changed so much just in the last five years. Yeah. You know, five years ago, six years ago, people were downloading tracks. So you could make 67 cents on a, a 99 cent song. The artist could, you know, that, that's gone away. And now it's it's streaming. It's using social media. It's TikTok. So I, I'm not really sure. It, my thought is that there's going to be another platform kind of like TikTok, um, you know, that's going to maybe be more music centric or more accessible to students. Um, I'm sorry, not students, but musicians yeah. that will um, maybe be a little bit more worthwhile to spend time on for musicians to push their music. But I, I'm not really sure, you know, um, social media is where it's at because that levels the playing field. But again, you're also a needle in a haystack. So you still have to do traditional things to be discovered. Yeah. So I'm, it, that's a tough question. And I'm not sure I have the answer, which is unlike that's unlikely for me because I usually always have the answer. <laughs> I, I think we're going to continue where we're going. That's basically what it's going to be. It's going to be yeah. another another website, another platform, but similar to where we are. Well, what's coming up for you? Are there any projects or new EPs or whatever that you're particularly well, excited about? You know, so a couple of things. I'm I'm still pushing I'm still pushing this EP. Um, I'm I might release a second single off of it. I'm not sure which song it will be, but I would like to do that um, and put a video out for it. I've also come up with another another track that I'm finishing up in the studio. It's a little heavier. It's very guitar centric. It's kind of like Iron Maiden meets the Prodigy with some pop melodies. It's crazy. So I, yeah. I might push I might push that this fall. I'm not sure. Um, I've been in the studio working with other artists, so I'm I'm excited about that. I've got some other projects that are definitely outside of my um, genre that I that I release music in. So it's good to lend my musicality and my production chops to help other people reach their vision. So that's why I'm doing right now as well as promoting this. So I think you're going to hear another single from me or or have a new song entirely. That's that's what's coming up. Sounds exciting. And in the meantime, this new EP is called Systematic. Where are we able to find that? Is it just in all those streaming places? It's everywhere. Any place that you can stream or download music, you will find this, you know, including SoundCloud. Find me on Spotify, you know, say that you heard me on this interview, reach out to me on social media and and say hi. Yeah, sounds great. Well, many thanks for talking to us today. It's been great having you on. Thank you so much. This was wonderful and I appreciate the support and inviting me to be on. Thank you so much. The throbbing pulse of sound, the Toby Gribbon Show.